This is episode number 165 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. For the next couple of weeks, I'm going to cover meeting tips. So this week, I'm going to start with a few tips that will help make your meetings more interesting, basically less boring, (laughs) help you and your team be more productive in your team meetings, and also make the whole process just a whole lot more efficient. So you're wasting less time and chasing rabbits, that kind of thing. Next week, I'm going to give you a few tips on how to run problem-solving meetings, because that specific type of meeting has the highest potential for things to kind of go off the rails very quickly. So make sure to come back next week. I'm going to give you a very simple step-by-step process that will help you solve just about any challenge as a team and get the whole group to have consensus on the solution and also help you implement a series of breakthroughs, breakthrough ideas, solutions in your industry. So the process is very, very powerful. By the way, the episode is brought to you by leadersinstitute.com. So for leadership or team building ideas, please visit our website at www.leadersinstitute.com. And if you like the content of the podcast, make sure to leave me a review on your podcast app and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so your phone automatically downloads each and every episode. All right, so let's get on with today's session. So the title of today's topic is about how to have more effective and efficient team meetings. And before I kind of get started, kind of think to yourself, how would you describe meetings that you've attended in the past? And or better yet, how would your team describe your meetings if you're leading them? And over the past 20 years, I've asked those couple of questions to about 1,200 different audiences, and I get Fairly consistent answers every single time that I ask that question. The very first thing that almost always pops up is folks will describe the meeting as being long, and they say it really long like that. (laughs) Another one that that they say is it's really, really boring, right? Uh, So if you have ever been in a position where you're leading a meeting or you're participating in a meeting and either you or the people in the meeting would describe it as being long and boring, then stay tuned because the tips I'm going to give you on this session can really, really, really help. Uh, By the way, other things that kind of come up when I do that survey are things like, hey, our meetings are a waste of time. They're not productive. They're confrontational. They're ineffective. They're repetitive. So if you're hearing any of those types of things, make sure and stay tuned because this session is really going to help you. So before I get started with the tips, though, one of the things that you really have to kind of understand about meetings is that when your team members are actually in team meetings, they're not actually producing anything. And so most people believe that meetings are kind of necessary evils. And I kind of believe that as well. And in many cases, they are. So based on this, one of the most important things to remember about meetings is that you should not have a business meeting unless it is absolutely necessary. Because when your employees or coworkers are in staff meetings, 
they're not producing. Nothing ever gets produced until after the meeting is over. Uh, so my first advice to people who want to make meetings more effective is to to have fewer of them. Uh, I give you a good example. Of this years ago, I, I I made that state same statement that I just made on the on the episode here in a class, and there was a young lady that was in the front row. She kind of raised her hand and she said. That's really good. But what happens if your job is to go to meetings? And she intrigued me with a question, by the way. So I asked her to tell me a little bit more. And she was a personal assistant to a manager of a Fortune 500 company. And her boss actually hired her to attend meetings for him. So apparently his coworkers, his bosses, his, uh, you know, the, even the people that report directly to him were requiring him to attend so many meetings that he didn't actually have time to get his job done. So he hired her to go instead of him. And after class, by the way, she and I sat down and we went over her schedule for the previous week. We identified out of that week, 32 hours of wasted meeting time. These were meetings that neither she nor her boss actually needed to attend. And he, because he was not involved in any of the decision-making processes in the meetings, he was not responsible for the results of the teams that were having the meetings. So as a result of that discussion, both of them just stopped going to the meetings. And a few weeks later, when she came back to class, I asked her what happened as a result of she and her boss both missing those meetings. And she said, nothing. And she said, as far as I know, I don't think anybody's even noticed. Now, granted, this is an extreme case, but there are probably hours in each of your weeks that are wasted by ineffective meetings. So the, the tips I'm going to cover today, though, are going to be things that if you do have to have a meeting, if a meeting is appropriate, these are ways to make that meeting more effective and make it more efficient. So if you kind of use these, it'll help you make sure that your team is going to be more productive and that kind of thing. So number one, the first tip is that an effective meeting always has a meeting agenda, both published and distributed before the meeting. So outline ahead of time the points that you're going to cover in the meeting. Write it out and distribute it to the participants well ahead of the meeting time. This will help avoid the chasing of rabbits that I mentioned before and also help participants to be more prepared for the meeting at hand. If, you, if you'd like the meeting to be even more collaborative, though, ask a few team members to prepare a short report based on the items on the agenda. For instance, uh, one of my instructors taught a, a, a virtual team building activity recently, and, and I happened to be in the office and, and my, my phone suddenly flashed a notification, Amy Mayberry is live. And, um, and she had started a Facebook Live broadcast while she was actually teaching the virtual team activity which I thought was interesting. I, nobody had ever done this before. Um, so when the people in the event um, kind of, I mean, she told them what she was doing, by the way, and and the people in the event were having a blast and they were playing along by letting her interview them while they were actually in the, the team meeting. And it, it was really cute. It was a good thing to do on social media and, and it was a great boost to marketing as well. So after she wrapped up that event, I kind of reached out to her and asked, I asked if she might be willing to let the other instructors, other people on our team know what she had done. And and how she got such great cooperation from the group that she was working with. And she enthusiastically agreed. So I added it to my meeting, my, the agenda for the next team meeting. So if you do those types of things, it's going to be less of a one-sided meeting where it's just the, the, the boss or the, the team leader doing all of the talking, you'll get more benefit from the, from the folks that are in there. Because, you know, like, like we always say, people will support a world that they help create. 
So the second thing that you have to do, though, is once you have that meeting agenda created, you actually have to follow the meeting agenda. You have to follow it. Now, this sounds very elementary, but you'd be surprised by the number of people who take the time to actually write out an effective meeting agenda and then totally disregard the agenda during the meeting. So treat your agenda like a, like a map on your on your phone, you know, the map apps on your on your phone, your iPhone or whatever. If you make a wrong turn in your car, your app will try to guide you back to the route and get you back on track. And, and your agenda can do that for your meeting. So if you ever find that your team is asking, chasing rabbits or bringing up things that are unrelated to the agenda, just kind of use it to say, OK, well, I, I tell you what, if that is really important, let's put that on the next meeting. Let's let's add that to the next agenda. And that way we can spend a little bit more time on it. Let's get back to track on track with what we're going to cover today. You do those kind of things and you'll get much better result. So the third thing is an effective meeting agenda will also include basically three items to cover or fewer. So ask yourself, what are the absolute three most important things that we need to cover in this meeting? And then limit the agenda to those three points. The rest of the things that you wanted to cover by definition weren't really important anyway because they weren't in the top three. So why waste everybody's time? So the key thing to kind of keep in mind about this is only focus on the things that are most important to the folks that are on your team right now today. Once you kind of cover those things, let them get back to work. Um, I, I give you a really good example that's kind of outside of work, but it, it's it's just so clear. I got invited to a Rotary Club. This was actually just a few weeks ago, just before the November election. And uh, it was an evening meeting and uh, there was a student organization that came in and they were selling pizza, you know, fundraising and that kind of thing. And, and of course, I wanted to do my share. So I bought almost all of their pizza and, uh, you know, hey, I'm all about the community. Right. I told about helping the kids. So I wanted to do my part. Uh, but really, though, um, I I was there to kind of I'm not a member of the Rotary. I was there kind of uh, as as a guest. And after about. 30 minutes or so. I wish to God I had not come though, because I'm like I said, I'm happy to support the community, but the president of the club had a list of items to cover and the list was really long. So after the third one, I kind of checked out. I didn't care about any of them, by the way. So after about 20 minutes of rambling on from one point to the next, basically he started introducing politicians that were in the room. Again, this is just before the November election. And each one of them got to stand up and kind of thank the crowd for their support. And I think there were six of them. I, you know, like I said, I kind of got, I lost count though. The combination of the long list of items and the long list of politicians, it was too much. I mean, many of us in the audience were just kind of squirming in our seats. So if you want your team to get more out of your meeting, just focus on a few key things per meeting. So tip number four is to set a time limit for the meeting. That's going to make your time more efficiently spent. I would suggest setting the time limit for no longer than maybe 30 minutes. In future meetings, um, shorten the time by five minutes until the time limit is like 15 minutes, though, uh, because the leader of the meeting will become much more efficient and the participants will become much more focused the less time that you're spending in that meeting. So when the time is up in the meeting, doesn't matter if we're still in the middle of a conversation, we kind of end the meeting once that time is up. If you follow this rule, you may not get to cover every single thing that you wanted to cover the first couple of times that you try this, 
because it's such a short time period, but you're going to find that the the major informational points that you're covering are going to start to become discussed way more quickly. You'll also find that the decisions are being made much more efficiently in, in, as well along the way. And you'll get better at, the, at organizing the meetings so that you're able to cover more in a much quicker period of time. So it basically makes the meetings go more effectively all, of, all the way around. So the last tip is you want to encourage the meeting participants, your team members, to, to all participate, but don't force them. So instead of going around the table and asking for opinions or input, just ask a question and then let people volunteer their answers. Now, there will be times during any meeting that each person will kind of zone out. This happens. We start thinking about something that the speaker said and then or something is really important that I'm missing right now. And as a result, uh, I, I kind of check out for a quick second. And by the way, this this happens way, way, way more often if you're in a long meeting or a boring meeting. So if you happen to call on someone who has just zoned out, you're going to embarrass them. In addition, if we call on every single person, it wastes time and it puts people on the spot. So instead, just ask a question of the group as a whole and then pause and and then and wait until somebody answers. Then just say something like, good, all right, let's hear from somebody else. Just keep the conversation going. You're encouraging them all to kind of talk without putting, putting any one of them on the spot. The goal is to get everybody to speak without embarrassing anybody. If there are people in your meeting who rarely speak, avoid calling on them directly. This will just make them even more nervous. The only reason they're not participating is because they're nervous anyway. So you're just making them more nervous. You might say something like, hey, I value the opinions of each and every one of you. Does anyone else have something to add? And then just look at the person that you actually want to hear from. If that person actually has something to say, then he or she will actually typically say it if they're encouraged in that soft of a way. If, if he or she doesn't, then you haven't embarrassed that person at all. So basically, you can make all your meetings effective team meetings by just following these simple steps. Um, Their Meetings are a very, very powerful way to communicate and to solve problems. Just remember avoiding calling meetings if you really don't need to. Create an agenda and stick to it. Set a time limit. And finally, encourage the group to collaborate, but don't try to force them. If you do this, then your meetings are going to be way more effective and way more efficient. All right, so we'll see you next week on High Impact Leaders.